Man, what a round of 16 that was. Okay, so obviously I'm not pretty happy about this round, but the the football gods have given us some of the greatest football games that we'll see this whole year, honestly, you know? Another point to make is just like, it's, it's great to see that every country is kind of like basically getting, becoming elite, you know what I mean? Every player, every country, every country basically has like a superstar, you know what I mean? And even their B-lister, and soccer players are still like mentally very strong and like you know know how to do the job very much right like technically everybody has stepped up their game and there was lots of surprises in this one you know uh like the france and switzerland game jesus christ man okay so let's start with the will and denmark dude off the bat the first game was just fire like, who knew Denmark was going to score four goals on Wales? Wales, they, dude, Gareth Bell, right after the game, they were like, hey, bro, is this your last game or something? He just walked away. You get what I'm saying? That's how much they destroyed Will. Like, they're not even, t- mentally, they broke them down mentally, dude. So that was the first game. And the same one was uh, Italy and Austria. So at first you assumed, you know, even I assumed that Italy were just going to walk through these guys, you know? But they literally started with behind you know what i mean like arshia was on it arshia was not playing around the only way they won the game was like towards towards the end of it and that was just you know kaleza comes in and then he like kills it but realistically italy was gonna come out italy was gonna come out italy was gonna come out but regardless arshia really were about it like like i said buddy is like technical savvy italy came out still though they they, they hold their own and towards the end of the game you, you never really felt like italy was gonna go out like they still held their own so that was like the sat that was the saturday game and then sunday game was netherlands and uh czech republic again again bro another surpriser you know who knew the czechs were gonna come through again and not just the czechs dude no no not just patrick pat this dude this dude has not been on it, okay? This guy doesn't... He's not He's not this good, usually. I don't know, something switched for him or something. Maybe they gave him that number 10 and kind of gives you, like, that extra power. But this dude's been on it, okay? He's one of the contenders to be the top scorer of this tournament as well. So, surprisingly, the Netherlands kind of just crashed, dude. Like, from the back, from the middle, from the forward. Literally, everybody just lost it, okay? So, after that goal on 1-1... One one, uh, what was his name? Doesn't matter. This dude missed on a goal one to one. Like right after that, everybody was just done. Like you could feel it. And then that was like a little boost to Czech Republic. They got their shit together and they destroyed, dude. They they came back and they look comfortable as heck. Waldo didn't do nothing. Didn't do dude. I like that. Uh, what is it? Twitter was like going off the fact that he didn't really create any chances. Can we didn't even create any passes? I think they said something like he made nine passes or something like that. They got destroyed. They got destroyed. Czech Republic deservedly won. They came through. So the big game of that day was the Belgium and the Portugal game, you know? Ronaldo, Lukaku, you know, Italy's two top scorers. So this was like a perfect, you know, it was... And they're about the same kind of level, I would say. You know what I mean? You... Either t- if either team came out, you would have been like, okay, it's fine. Like, you expected it. You mostly expected for... Belgium to come out because you know they say this is the golden age for Belgium and this is the only chance they really have you know even what is it De Bruyne they asked them a while back they're like hey man would you rather have the championship the champion league or would you rather have a Europa 
This dude is like, I don't know. How, he's like, I don't know how many times I'm going to get the chance to win a Europa. So I will always pick Europa, which I get it. It's like being asked to, would you want the World Cup or would you want a League Cup? It's like, dude, you can go for the League Cup every year. But the World Cup, very, very rare. So anyway, so this is like a big deal for them. And the crazy thing is Hazard is hurt. Okay, Hazard is hurt. Not the young Hazard, the old Hazard, the one who always gets hurt. So he's hurt, sort of his life. And then De Bruyne is also hurt. So they won this game, but like, did, did you hear the names that I just named? They're hurt. You know what I mean? And so that should be something to play. But again, I don't know how that much is going to... This Correa's is still there. And Martin is still there. So like, those are the replacement. And they were basically there when these two were injured. And nothing has changed for Belgium. So I don't know. I don't know how much this would take a nick in them, but they'll be fine. And Portugal went out because, dude, Portugal should have went out. Okay, I'm sorry to say this, but Portugal should have went out. Okay, Ronaldo's been saving their ass. Okay, what is like no one's this dude's doing his own, and for some reason the coach just doesn't know how to work these players together. He's doing too much. But anyway, they should have been out. But they're out. No surprise there. Pepe, though. Pepe's been fire, man. Pepe, this dude is 36, and he's still the same dude, man. Talents, dude. Talents. But anyway, so that was that game. Belgium came out on that one. So that was Sunday, and then Monday was Croatia and Spain. And, dude, anyway, that... Monday games has been the best games. These were the games to be part of, dude. You got you had to watch these games, man. Because they started the first game with, with a straight bam. First of all, Spain has this new goalkeeper... Simone and this dude gets a pass and the ball just goes right through his leg bro just right through his leg and apparently he's Spanish but he doesn't know how to control a ball it was crazy so the ball passes him it's a goal so Croatia has one goal and you know it's like 19 minutes in the game they're feeling great and Spain for a while they've been having problem with their midfield like they didn't know how, who 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 to put there? You know, there's a lot of good Spain midfielders, but like, who would work well together in the middle? And finally, in this game, they found it, okay? Coque, Busquez, and Pedri in the middle? Dude, they were throwing passes like no other, okay? They were they were, they were were essential to this whole game. And Croatia, you know, their midfielder is also good, but Luka Madrid is the strongest out of all of the other two, you know? Now the game is one or nothing, but Spain doesn't back down. In fact, they respond with two goals, okay? Torres, I think he's very underrated, okay? This guy has been great. Every game he plays, it seems like he's scoring a goal. Like, I, every, every game I see this dude play, this dude gets a goal. And his goals are not, like, just willy-nilly. They're, like... He's one of those players that, like, he knows exactly where to be, you know? So, anyway, if Spain gets two goals there ahead. It's about 80 minutes. At this point, Spain's just wrapping up the game. You know, we're just going to wrap this shit up. And then they score another goal. So, I think it's, like, 3-1. You know, they're, they're pretty up up there. And then out of nowhere, in the 80 minutes, and out of nowhere in 80 minutes, Croatia was like, dude, we're not backing down. And that was, that was the word of the day. Not backing down. Nobody wanted to back down, dude. And it was, it was great. So they kept attacking, attacking. And of course, you attack enough, you'll get some. They got, they got two. They got two, dude. So now it's about the extra, extra time and they add six minutes. They add six minutes. So it's about two to three right now. It's like the score is two to three. And Croatia scores at the 92 minutes, dude. Now it's three, three. You're just like, what the heck, dude? And then so they go to extra time. And Morata scores a beautiful goal with his left, with his left leg. And these, you know, 
these are the games where Morata can score points. You know, this was a very important game, and he scored. Was did he score the first three goals? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. But did he score the goal that they needed? Yes, he did. So they scored the goal. Now it's about four to two, and after that, it was just wraps up. You know, Croatia kind of folded, and Spain kind of took over, and they were they surprised me. Like they were very, very good, and they feel very unit at front as well. Like they don't. I guess they don't need Morata. That's what they. That's what we found out in this game that Spain doesn't need Morata, and that's when Spain can flourish when they don't even look at Morata. Okay. So anyway, so that was the game, and now Spain came through, and dude, Spain can go all the way. I think, man. So the next big bluster game on that day was the. France and Switzerland. It wasn't really much of a blockbuster game because I and I think a majority of fans thought France was going to come through easily. This is Switzerland. I mean, who do they really have? Shakiri? <laughs> oh my god, you know? Also, Granit Xhaka was in there. You know, he's their, he's their captain. He's their number 10. This dude is trash in Arsenal, but apparently when he comes to his national team... Uh, he, he puts on the second gear. But anyway, he was great midfielders. It's, even though even though France has elite midfielders, he literally was just walking through as well. But anyway, let's go let's go back to the formation of this game. This 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 is this is a very this was a very frustrating, upsetting game. So just in the lineup, okay, the lineup was the most frustrating part about this. So apparently Langelang Langelang made it to the back. This dude decided to have three defenders in the back and he hasn't done that in the tournament. Why Why now? So he had three in the back. It's supposed to be revolved around Pogba or some shit like that. But again, he started Langlang in the back with three defender. And then next to Langlang was Kimbuppi. Dude, these are like... No offense to them, but these are like one of the, most, the two trashest defenders in like elite football clubs. You know? Langlang plays for Barcelona. But my god, dude. Like the risk reward... Risk reward ratio for these players is like one to one. You know, they can come through in games, but they can destroy you in important games as well. Like same for both of them. You know, if if PSG fans know what Kim Puppet did to them, and Langelang, FC Barcelona fans know what he did to them as well. But when you combine two two bad luck players together, it creates nothing but chaos. Literally that's what happened. Six minutes, 16 minutes into the game, they cross a ball, and the dude literally just touches Langlang, and Langlang just bends over, and then a header is immediately one to nothing. You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? It changed, the whole game literally it, it moved that quick. That that's that was a no danger cross, and it became a danger cross because of this dude is at that position. Anyway, and it wasn't just him. I'm not just gonna go on to him. Kimbappe is also in there, and also Rabio was trash. Rabio is so trash. Why did Rabio start this position? Why is Rabio in this game? I'm hearing his his mom and uh, Kelly Mbappe's parents got into it or some shit. Dude, get this dude out of here. He's not your son is not that good, ma'am. Okay. And Mbappe was <laughs> Mbappe was so bad. Anyway, but remember the the word of the day is just not backing down. We gotta keep going, okay? So now the game is about one to nothing, you know, and silly goal, lang lang goal. And the game is going, France is getting back control in the game, you know what I mean? But Switzerland is like still holding their own, you know, they're also attacking as well. The two wings, 
has been phenomenal. So anyway, the wings, every time Rabiot moves out of his place, they just attack it all the time. Even Pavar was the cause of the problem as well. Because this three this three back system, this dude is like, if the ball pass if the player passes me, he's in. Because Veron's not gonna stop me, and there's only three in behind me. So because of that, I think he immediately draws a penalty. And now I'm thinking, like, oh, okay, it's over. You know, this is just crazy. I can't believe I can't believe France literally threw that away that quick, you know? So they get the penalty, and Louise came out of nowhere and makes a great save. So this is about 50 minutes of the game, okay? This dude makes a great save, and now everybody's like, yo, he did this for us. Now we have to repay him back of, you know, at least getting one goal or something like that. So they got their shit together, and the next 20 minutes is what what we all expect France to be, you know? Paul Bugba in that 20 minutes had one of the best games a player could have. I mean, I mean seriously, this dude was throwing passes like Messi, okay? Or Busquets, or Iniesta, you pick, but you know the guys. They were putting balls in, he was putting balls in like... Perfect balls, all right? You saw what Griezmann can do. And, you know, the first goal, when Griezmann gets the ball, he passes to Mbappe. Mbappe gets the ball back to Kareem Benzema. And boom, goal. So it's 1-1 now, right? And then immediately, France is like another boost up. They shift the gear into high... They shift to like fifth gear, dude. Okay, Pogba is out here, okay? They're attacking, they're attacking. And the ball gets to Pogba. And, man, it was... One of the best goals of the tournament, dude. It's so sad that they didn't make it through, but like this is one of the best goals of the tournament. This dude curls the ball in and he makes it and he just, you know, just stands there with that stand. He's just like the most French thing you can do. He's just chilling there like, yeah, yeah, that was me. I just did that. French were being French. You know, every position of the players were on it, okay? Now it gets to about like, it gets to like 80 minutes and Rabio goes back to being Rabio and just kind of just gets out of the game and then... Roman Kuzman here messes up a ball and he doesn't get back as he's depending on, you know, Rabio doing his job. And Rabio kind of just backs off and then the dude gets a cross in there. And guess who is supposed to just stop this cross? Ikapambe! Of course, he's like, he can't stop it. Boom, goal. Two, three. Again, you're thinking, you're not worried. It's it's like 80, 85 minutes. Five, five minutes, the most 10 more minutes. We can hold it. This is France. It'll be okay. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. Guess what happens? At the last minute, at the last minute, Bugba loses the ball. And, you know, I know people are giving him much shit, but I'm going to give him a break. Because he just had the best 20 minutes of his life. He's allowed to make a mistake. So anyway, Granit Xhaka gets the ball. And he gets, he puts a perfect pass, cutting through the whole defending line. And the defenders are like losing their shit because they're, they're, everybody's out of place. And Kipambe, <laughs> he goes he goes down. Like I could, I would have respected him a little bit more if he would have just stayed on his feet. And you know, if the guy went through his leg or something, that would be even more respectful. But this dude lost control and he just went down. And any elite striker, no, you just you just hold the ball. You just you just you just you just hold the ball close to your leg and let this dude just fall. Dude falls, puts the ball in. The game is three three, at the ninety two minutes of the game. Uh, dude, I was so, so deflated after that. So the game went on, and in 94 minutes, Pogba gives another great ball to, what is his name, uh, Mbappe. So let's let's point it out. Mbappe is obviously a very talented player. He's very good. But 
dude does not have one goal in the tournament. He didn't score a goddamn goal. Like every game, it would be either Benzema has a great game or either Griezmann has a good game or else Pogba has to have a good game. Like these guys have to have a good game to mask, you know, what Kylian Mbappe should be doing and he's not doing. This dude has just been wasting chances like no other. And this was another another waste of chances, basically. So Pogba gives him a great pass. It's just him, the goalkeeper. And like he, all he had, he's been doing this. Like majority of his goals are his exact positions where these balls were passed to. So he gives him a great pass. Him on the goalkeeper. Dude doesn't make a goal. And you kind of like, oh, dude, what the heck? You know, you can feel it. When you when he missed that goal, you're like, something is just not right with him. And just something is not right with this team. Like shit isn't. The football gods are giving us warning that they're they're about to fuck some shit up. So anyway, I like so ninety four minutes goes on and then he get I think he gets another chance and he misses it again. So like and then they go to extra time, they go to extra time and then uh, France is still attacking. They're still attacking. You're still feeling that like you know France can still come come through. You know it's France. Come on guys, you just had a crazy twenty minutes. They can easily do it again. Before they go to extra time, they take Cream Benzema and Griezmann out of the game. And I'm just like, why is he doing that? The French got so arrogant, bro. Like, even when they scored the three goals and they were like, there were three goals up. And I think the Swedish team can sense that arrogance they had. And they literally just went all out and they got those two goals back. That's how they tied the game. The Swedes were just like, we'll show the world what we can do kind of thing. After that Pogba celebration, I think something something switched on the Swiss mind. And they were just on it. You know what I mean? They're like, we're going to do everything we can. And the French kind of just lay down and let these guys walk through. So it goes to penalty. It goes to penalty. And I'm assuming even when he went to extra time that they took these players out, the French coach assumed that he was just going to win this. Like, ah, dude, we're French. You know what I mean? We'll be all right. These guys are tired. We can get on it. So that's I think that's the main reason why they, t- they took him out, just to keep these guys fresh for the next game. <laughs> So anyway, so the game is going on and then Mbappe gets another great chance. Popa gives another chance to uh, Kelly Mbappe the same way, the same perfect way. This time it's even more clear to him. You know, he could either just give it back to Giroud or he can just easily score and he should easily score. But this dude weighed the ball to get to like his left leg for some reason. He could have just his right leg. Why didn't he use his right leg? But anyway, he puts it out. So he loses again. So at this point, I'm like, yeah, they're gonna lose this game. I'm literally like, they're gonna lose this game. There's no way. They don't want to win. They don't want to win. Even the commentary in the game was like, this is this is a game for France to lose. So, but anyway, so they go to penalty, and guess what? Kelly Mbappe misses the penalty, and the Swedes go through. Yeah. Okay, and then the next day on Tuesday was another great day. Okay, it was Germany and England and as you know this was another game where I was completely wrong Germany was trash that's right they were trash again it's like these coach decisions that I don't understand at all like this lineup I do not understand at all like why why are you trying why are you trying new shit dude just stick just stick to what you know. Like, England coach came out on top perfectly, dude. So, in this game for England, all they did was, like, put a bunch of defenders and Sterling and Kane and Shaka up front. And it worked perfectly. They didn't look one time like Germany was going to... And with the German lineup is, you know, up top, they got Warner up front. 
why? Why is he playing now? Anyway, Muller and, you know, the expected players. I don't know. I don't understand why I put uh, Warner. Warner didn't play for a while. Why would I have Sonny? So they play the game. And Sterling, dude, Sterling, so I guess it's like some players will, would be trash for their club and good for their national team. And that case is the same case for Sterling here. He's been trash this year for Man City. But apparently he's a war star for England. And he's been great. All the goals, all the important goals are scored by him. Kane's the only person who hasn't scored yet. And this was the game that he scored. And the goal he scored too was, you know, a little health in the homie. So Sterling's just been the darling of, you know, England. So the game going going on. And the game was kind of like equal, like for mo majority of the time. So it gets to like 80 minutes or something. And you get a great cross, Jack Wilshire. Great cross from Jack Wilshire. And then Sterling just, you know, does what Sterling does. Just gets it in there. So he gets a goal. And then after the goal, it seemed like England got more confident. And the people even they replaced were just like more defensive mentality kind of players. So it was all good. And Muller had like obviously one-to-one -one goal, okay? And he misses it. So after he misses it, England was like, okay, so they obviously don't want to win. So let us just go ahead and win. And again, same situation. Nice ball in. Kane, poof, with his head. Does what Kane does and England comes through, okay? That, that's about it. There wasn't really much than that. It was pretty straightforward, you know. England, England's still on it. They finally made great choices. You know, people criticize the England coach for not choosing, like, you know, star players like Rashford or Phil Fordham. You know, he stuck, he stuck to the gun and he picked players that he liked, you know, that fit in the system that he created. And this seems pretty solid. Bunch of defenders and just get three attackers and it'll work out. And I think I think he should stick with this. This would do him very well. And the next so the next game was Sweden and Ukraine. I only watched the first half of this game because I had to go do some. But But I get but it seems like just another game where the football gods are like, Yeah, we're gonna get a different result. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fuck some shit up. And that's basically what happened. Ukraine won the game. For Sweden, Forsberg should be very proud of himself, man. This, this guy has been great. His first half goal was very, very good. They responded back immediately. So I was when I found out that they lost the game, I was quite surprised. But again, it was it's one of those years. You know, crazy games. Okay, so the quarterfinal starts tomorrow. And the first game tomorrow would be Switzerland and Spain. So that would be a great game. And I'm not predicting shit. You know, anything could happen. But Spain, 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 bro. Spain should easily come out of this, no doubt. You know, Barcelona players have been playing great for them. Spain have a good coach and they have players who are stars on their own right for each club they play for. And that's always nice because you can bring a unique style. You're not just depending on one person. Multiple people can do can make a great choice or great technical choice that can change the whole game. So Spain has that in like every position. So it's safe to say that I would assume for them to come out. Obviously, Switzerland just took out the number one contenders. So anything is possible, of course. But I'm sticking with Spain. And the next game is Italy and, Bel Italy and Belgium. So this was the game that like you don't really know. Because Belgium, Belgium probably is not going to have De Bruyne and Hazard. So I don't know how much that would impact them. There's Correa's and Martin, but I don't know how impactful they'd be compared to like De Bruyne 
you know that's a, that's a huge huge miss so i can see them easily replacing uh, hazard but i don't know how you can replace de bruyne and for italy i don't even know anybody who's hurt like these guys got too many good players they're they're fully ready to go so i i think italy my money's on italy coming out but we'll see and the Saturday game, it's going to be Czech Republic and Denmark. Honestly, I could not predict. Like, anything I say would not mean anything because I have no idea. Like, any of them can come out. Yeah, it's To me, they're both equally good. Uh, what is it? Czech, Czech Republic has Patrick, Patrick come through and be amazing again. Who knows, you know? Or he could literally go back to what he is in his clubs and just disappear. So, I don't know. That could happen for that. And for Denmark, you know, you get, they got Simon, they got Braithwaite. You know, Braithwaite is, I, you know, I don't think he's an elite striker, obviously, but the dude work his titties off. So that's also great. They have a goalkeeper. Schweischer is their goalkeeper. So that's also great. But the one person who's been shining for them is the, what's his name? Casper Derberg is like, is the most Denmark looking dude I've seen in my goddamn life. And he's been phenomenal for them. If he had the same game he had against Wales, they should be just fine coming through. So that should be a good game to watch as well. And again, anybody, any team could honestly go to the final and it wouldn't be shocking. Because it's one of those years. One of those years, everybody is on their A game. Nobody's slipping. Because if you slip, if you got Lang Lang in the back with, with Kipembe, it's over. You know, that's what you want to avoid. And as long as Denmark avoids that shit, they should be quite fine. Because I think they will come out. And I'm going to pick them to come out. And the game, the last game would be Ukraine and England. And obviously, again, you know, let's not jump to conclusion, of course. But it seems like England is getting their shit together the more games they play. They look more comfortable. They like. It seems like they already know they're 11. And they're not going to mess stuff up. Like France. But anyway. Uh, yeah, that's about it. You know, it should be good games. We'll see. I think England is going to come out. It should come out easily. No doubt. But we shall see. Yeah, but that's it.